Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister, and I'm here with Sarah. Oh, I was going to introduce myself, but you did it for me. Thank you. Uh, we were just talking about how crabby we are. Oh my gosh, I just remembered why I'm extra crabby. Why? Because, well, I mean, I just had experience after, you know, like one of those days? Yes. I wake when, up this yesterday? morning. Oh, today? No, this morning. <laughs> it's it's well, only 10 a.m. right I know, now. right? That's what I'm saying. I wake up this morning. My dog wakes me up an extra half an hour early, which means the difference between 6 a.m. and 5.30. So the dog's waking my ass up at 5.30 in terrible. the morning. Hate that. Mm-hmm. Then I let him out, and then I go back to sleep for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. And in those five seconds, he <laughs> goes and hops up on my bookshelf, pulls down all of my wedding, like this beautiful album that I made for all of my wedding cards from, well, my wedding, and he chewed the whole thing up. I saw that on Insta. And then he, and then I go take a shower, like after I'm all pissed off and everything. And I come out and I'm like, man, he's been quiet for a while. <laughs> he's in the office and he's eaten an entire chocolate protein bar. Oh, I saw that so too. So that'll be fun to deal with. <laughs> what happens when dogs eat stuff like that? I mean, I guess they throw it up. I took him to daycare just in case so they could deal with it. And he didn't really. Ruin my that's couch. why you took him? Well, I mean, that and he shouldn't be alone for that long. <laughs> You know, good parenting or something. Then, that wasn't even the big kicker. The big kicker that pushed me over the edge was I went to go get breakfast this morning, and I hold, there's people who are, like, right behind me. Maybe, like, four steps behind me. Couple. I go too nicely. Like, I hold the door open for them. And then, these jack-offs cut in front of me in line. And go stand in line in front of me. Wait, did they cut in front of you? Well, sort of. Like, if I hold the door open for you... yeah. And well, that's I the let way it you goes. in the door, and then I feel like they don't also get to, two people then get to go in front of me in line, and they weren't even together. What I totally disagree with you. What, what are they? What are they so supposed I to do? Just been, I should have been rude, not held the door open because I was in like also in a time crunch. So I was like, I you should have hold not held the door open. open, and then I would have had to do a fancy move to like get in front of them. That would have looked more bizarre. Why couldn't you walk through the door and then keep, you know keep holding it until they get there? Why didn't that happen? You know that move, where you, and then they oh, get and there. like hand the door to them yeah. and then go in front. Yeah, that because that's. Not rude, and also... You know what I did is I opened it up from the back and did one of these Neil. after you Yeah, moves. you were trying to be Damn! All, you were trying to have pizzazz about it. And I didn't. I didn't even do any fancy hand move. I just opened it up and, like, I probably just nodded. There was no pizzazz. Where were you anyway, Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at the bagel store. Oh, bagel and how, how many minutes would you say you lost because of that move? Like... You know what? I can't even be mad about it because when it was finally my turn to order, you weren't ready. I panicked. (laughs) I wasn't ready because I spent the whole time in line ruminating. Wow. (laughs) It's not been a good day for me. I'm going to start over. And, you know, now that I talk about it, (laughs) what did you you end up ordering? I ordered a lox. but on a th- one of those thin, crunchy bagels. Mm-hmm. Why is she? Why are you shaking her head? No. Well, because no, you like, said no. you had regrets. You you. Panicked. Well, no, I did the right thing in the end. Okay, but but you just felt like I was rushed. Chaos. <laughs> and then I think I could have gotten something better. What do you think? What because I been? ordered like a sourdough thing, like the crunchy thing, and it just like didn't taste as good. And then like. I don't know. When did you? Be- <laughs> I didn't mean to make this episode about bagels, but no, when great. did you first start liking locks? 
Oh my God, I'm addicted to them. What, Do you when, know this about me or something? Well, you served them to me at your house oh, yeah. uh, for Hanukkah and I love them. Oh yeah. But Oh my God, I am locks obsessed. But I didn't ever used to love them until I had that one at your house. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Like smoked salmon is kind of creepy to me. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. After I went to Norway especially, that oh, really did it for me. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to eat this. Gotcha. And then I did that that twenty three that DNA thing, and my relatives are all from a part of Russia that's very close to there, and they probably eat a lot of that fish, so it's like in my blood. <laughs> Do you think you're part Jewish? I don't know. Is that possible, or are you super white? I think I'm super white, but I'm like, which you know, ugh. but uh, <laughs> boring. But it's uh, it's like Russian Scandinavia. That area. Yeah. And now you like locks. Because I have a really coarse hair and sometimes the chin whiskers. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's not the accent from wherever my ancestors are from. But lettuce is really the funny. only accent I could do. It's really good though. That's the only one you need. <laughs> and then it's funny, we went on vacation once and went to Estonia yeah. and we heard somebody talk and he's like, oh my God, this is the accent you've been doing. <laughs> You know, I maybe heard you do it one other time. Have you been cutting back since then? Uh, Like you don't want to overdo it. It just doesn't come come out (laughs) often. There's really no need ever. Wow, there was today. I hope we can get your day going on Mm -hmm. a better track. Or have it at least on the track of what the hell we're supposed to talk about. (sighs) Yeah, we're talking about women in the news and sort of like women that are kicking ass. In yeah. honor, I'm wearing my Ruth Bader Ginsburg I pin. I love that pin. It says, I descend. I got it on Etsy. And our listener, Casey, she's at Handmade by Casey, so she must be crafty. Uh, yeah. She um, bought one, and I saw it, and I was like, I have to have it. Yeah, it's really cute. It's so adorable. And so I wanted to support I'm women. I'm so today. about pins. I know. You got me onto pins. They are the cutest. They're such a great way, and it's also a great way to... Say that you are yeah. part of another group. They're like inside jokes that you right. get to wear. That's what we learned in Hitmakers. <gasps> That's right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Hitmakers? They talked about yeah. flair and stuff. Yeah. And how like it's, it's like uh, us and them and mm-hmm. if you're in one group. Yeah, that so, one Etsy guy. We're all women here today. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, unless you're a guy listening. And in that case, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for supporting women. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. We just picked out some stories that we've been reading about that we thought were notable. Um, this is, I found that one article about the, the sexual harassment PSAs that yeah. David Schwimmer I'm glad you're laughing about it because that was my first reaction too. What do you, tell me what you're thinking. By the way, all these links that we talk about, I'll put in the newsletter. Uh, if you sign up, it's at the Brain Candy this Podcast. This is going to be a good account. newsletter this week. Yeah, because these are good. These are great links. <laughs> well, first of all, David Schwimmer is inherently funny to me because he's got this long face and he's like 
you know, the Ross character who's so good at playing on Friends <laughs> that then, in fact, we were so crabby that we were joking about how when we started the show today, we should just start by going, huh, <laughs> like Ross does when oh, he's upset. <laughs> we should have now Aww. because we have this David Schwimmer <laughs> thing. <laughs> but David Schwimmer evidently made these PSAs about sexual harassment and the Upworthy calls them powerful and must-see. So I thought these were going to be dynamo- dynamos, but I got to say, I didn't love them. I, okay, <clears throat> when I first yeah. saw this, I agree with you. I was kind of like, okay, well, but <laughs> first and foremost, it's fantastic that we're even yeah. shining a little bit of light on the subject or discussing it or bringing it into the forefront so they can get the attention it deserves. Yes, we've said that now. Now... <laughs> I always think it's hilarious when somebody becomes a little bit enlightened and all of a sudden they're outraged. They're like, what? what? I'm like, David Schwimmer, yeah, women have been pr- talking about this for a long time. And then <laughs> as soon Schwimmer. as a man realizes, he's like, oh, we got to do something. Well, uh-huh. what what must be done? I know we should make some PSAs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We should. Yes, I like the. Here's what I do like about it. I like the um, that the point of it was that he David Swimmer thinks that a high percentage mm. of people that engage in sexual harassment don't even know they're doing right. it, There's and a I think that's area. a great point because it's not always like this boss at work who's like if you blow me i'll give you a raise it's not always like that so what is happening I'm, to you I'm right just now thinking because i was i was having i was watching a movie and now i just realized what movie it was i was watching star wars and i was looking at the interaction between han solo and princess leia what is that what and did you notice there's a scene where she's basically saying no 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 but he's like and then he ends up kissing her and I couldn't help but think about the David Schwimmer PSA and if that scene would be, you can like swap it out for one of the PSAs. Wow. And it's pretty much the exact same, you know, like the flirty bartender one. Mm-hmm. And it was the same kind of thing. Right. And I thought, but that's a part of the movie that I love the most. You know, I like, wow. which is so, then I had this well, internal conflict. Thing. We've romanticized of, yes, that concept. We've, and then I thought, what is it that I like about this scene? Because I had to break the whole thing down. And it was, I like that, you know, maybe there's something exciting about the pursuer, pursuee, like that whole chase kind of thing that we do. Right. There's and, no doubt about that. Right. So <clears throat> how does that, what does that look like? For these guys who there is this big gray area for, what does that look like? You know, I am sympathetic because it's not, it's so unclear and women do send, you know, sometimes play hard to get when then they'll go home and be like, dear diary, today he looked at me and you know, (laughs) we're like, they're dying for his attention. So I do get that there's, you know, confusion, but I guess, you know, err on the side of not Making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you been in a situation that's not on the challenge? Because that's too... totally different. It's too easy Yeah. to say, Mm -hmm. you know, that. But how about in a different work setting or school? Totally. 
Yes? Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I, Tell I, me. Now. I went on a job interview. Suze, why have we not talked about this? I don't know, because it was horrible. Oh, and it was it right actually everyone. Well, what makes these PSAs great is that they're subtle and nuanced and, yes. and display that. This wasn't. <gasps> this was overt. And only actually later was I like, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. I so, thought some of the stuff in his PSAs were pretty overt, too. Like, I guess so, but it was a little more one like where David Schwimmer himself was playing the guy. I'm like, come on! <laughs> the earrings were it's like these yeah. are cute, and then he kisses her. I was like, gross! If so, <laughs> I am not into that. Unless, <laughs> no, I'm not into that. Uh, but okay, so here's what happened. I was on a job interview for. A traffic reporter for in Pittsburgh. Yes. Right? So this- Susie, <laughs> chopper in the sky. <laughs> I was, you know, in my 20s to maybe 24, just out of college, and I was, like, wanting to get into TV hosting type stuff. And then in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you take what you can get. Yeah, it's like Mr. Rogers' show or nothing. <laughs> Which is, he's dead, and well, so that really okay, limits. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't at the time. Yeah, maybe not. And so... Uh, I, I sent an email, like one of those ones where you're young and you think this will grab his attention. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have done that. But I was just like, give me, here's what I said. Give me mm. five minutes of your time. Okay. That's it. Just let me come in for a five minute interview. And if you, you know, aren't impressed, totally understand. And he was like, I like that. I like your moxie. You can come in. And so I came in and then it was like two hours that I was in his office, mm-hmm. like, but talking business, all legit. And then it Started getting more personal, but that's not unusual because of the reality show stuff. People right. like want to know a lot about that and what's it like. And, and when all that. you've already opened the door, yeah, people feel like they have a you know they can walk right in yeah. and and have yeah accessibility to it's like access right. access to your yeah you know, private life private life. So yes, then that's thank you. He said, "Okay, I'll call you." So then he calls me. He's like, "You know, I want to." It kept going days and days, like come back and do this and come back and do this. And then finally he's like, I want to take you out to lunch and we'll talk about it. We went to lunch. Uh, uh, that's a little weird. That's, and but, this is like in the, it, mm-hmm, okay. I mean, okay. We're at but the, here's the deal. Yeah. Would it be strange if you were a guy and he said, let's grab lunch and we'll talk about it. He like, wouldn't have though. That's the thing. The way he said it was in, a, I'm, you know, because I think about some of the people that land in interviews for positions and they will go in like, that's the wine industry though. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, food and drink are part of that. Okay. That's fair. I'm so, just trying to like maybe yeah, help the guy and, out, right. but continue because I'm sure. Yeah. Cause if then, then we just had lunch, then yeah. this wouldn't be a story. Right. <laughs> but then, then he was like, Hey, grab my penis. <laughs> what no, he just said, um, what, you know, was asking about the challenges and stuff mm-hmm. again. And then he said, doesn't your husband mind that you go on the challenge? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we have a great relationship and it's fine. And he goes, have you ever had an affair? Oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> not even subtle. subtle. Yeah. Oh and my I was like, gosh. no. About as subtle as a neon <laughs> sign. And he goes, no, never had an affair. You never thought about it. Good answer. Right. No, nope, never even thought about it. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> and I, that's exactly what I said because mm-hmm. that was the truth. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next day he hired someone else. And oh, I found M-G. out that 
that he, you know, basically was saying, if you have an affair, like if right. we hook up, because it got weirder and more inappropriate, if you I'm can sure. imagine. And, yeah. um, and I just turned him down. And only later did I realize, oh, he was propositioning me. Yeah. Like, wow. I had no dang. idea. That's uh, not good. Because there's a power differential. I want that yes. job. I was going to say that maybe th- what I was hearing in the beginning of your story and what my I couldn't help thinking of was that maybe he sensed the desperation. No doubt. In your email, in your thing, and used his leverage. Yeah, because I was. I really needed to break into mm-hmm. something at that mm-hmm. time in Pittsburgh, and it was not And happening. that is... I think what people take advantage of. Right. And he is slimy and Oh, this makes me think of so many things because we've created a culture in which women are afraid to be confident and stand up for themselves and ask be straightforward and ask directly <clears throat> what they want out of people. We even have discussed this in previous podcasts on uh starting emails with I just want to write to da da da. I just men don't do that. They freaking don't. And I know it is, I know every woman out there is like, oh my God, it's difficult for me to write an email without doing that. Yeah, it is. I I understand that. Me too. um, You know, so I think we've created this culture in which they're encouraged to be submissive. Mm -hmm. And so in order to go after and pursue the job you want, you fall into the exact role that society tells you, or you're pushed into playing this part that society tells you will get you the job, when, in fact, what that'll really get you is sexual harassment. <laughs> right. Damn! It, there's so much that yeah. needs to I found out change. later that he was having an affair with the lead anchor, too, so I think that he this was a pattern, you know, yeah. that he took advantage of his power. You know, but I don't, I also, and I'm glad you say that this is a pattern and you talk about one person, because what I don't want people to do, or, or even men listening, hello, you four, or whatever, um, yeah, both of you. Both of you. Uh, I don't want you to think that this is all men. I don't want to make any sweeping generalizations. Yeah, hashtag not all men. Not all men. Because <laughs> what, you, what you just said there is it's often one person who is doing this to a lot of people. So a lot of women have these experiences, but it's at the hand of like... Because I, I was listening to the interview you did with the woman who wrote the book on morality... And uh, she reminded me of the statistics on people cheating and on infidelity. And it's really only 20% of men. So that's not a really a huge, I mean, yes, it's big. But if you look at all the length of time people are married in 40-year relationships, only that, that, those are good stats. God bless them. God bless them. And women, it's 15 to 20, 10 to 15 or 15 to 20. So we're not that much better, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... There really aren't, it's not like all men out there doing it, but the ones who are, are hitting multiple. You know where it's super common also, and I experienced a lot of it, was in the like restaurant industry? I was just going to guess that. I don't know why it is the case, but it is. I think it's the case, and I asked Landon about this, I think it has to do with the late nights and the environment. It's like 
when everybody goes to a place to have a good time and people go to a restaurant, a bar mm-hmm. to have fun, it creates an atmosphere where you need to keep that yeah. lively, you know, so I think drugs and, the, yeah. you know, I always hear about like... Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like just tomfoolery amongst the staff. Man, it's fun though. Those were some of the funnest jobs because you laugh a lot yes. to stay sane. Yeah, and um, but, but like you know, that creates what's wrong a culture. With up with their coworkers, nothing if it's you know mutual, central. But sometimes it was it, you felt like you had to participate mm. for, or else you're the asshole everyone hates. Well, I did a good job of only working around women and stuck <laughs> you to. Really did. I did. I worked at Nordstrom and I worked at a beauty. <clears throat> you worked at Gucci boutique, and I worked at Gucci, right. but in the men's department. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Men suiting. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. All the I would make players. a killing. I did. <laughs> it's great. We're in the wrong business. Totally, really. I t- uh, really. <laughs> when I left Gucci f- to go on the real world, and I was like, "Damn, I took a huge pay cut." That's sick. Sick. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Um, I could have had. Okay. Let's talk about... I'll send those links to the PSAs. You can see what you think. Maybe you think they're real. Yeah, well, I mean, and as far as PSAs go, they're great. Right. Because most Remember of those are garbage. Remember, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I liked the Boston Marathon runner that oh was doing again. Oh, my gosh. The video of her back in the day. First of all, did you see that one? The one? Yeah. And the men, like, pushing her. So this is the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon who you've probably seen the image of or a video of her running and these guys trying to take her number off. I can't believe it. I can't believe that it just seems crazy to me that they wouldn't want a woman to... Got oh what what why because you're scared she's gonna beat you? What's the real issue? No, they don't want. They do not want freedom, liberation. They don't want you to think that you can do what you want. Yeah, that's it's even a, worse. It doesn't have anything to do with the athleticism or the running, right? And that's why it's like so symbolic and beautiful. Oh and she God. did it anyway. And then fifty years later, she did it again. What in the hell is she eating, this woman? Oh, by the way, I mean, well, separate from the feminist aspect. Right, that she's running it. I mean, 50 years later, so how old was she? Like 23 when she ran the first time or something Was she like that? 70, I guess, now, so 20. 20. Yeah. Okay. yeah good for <clears throat> her. 50 years ago, that's Wait, um, Wait, yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, 20-year-old Syracuse University journalism student at the time in 1967 mm. I just love it. I love yeah. that she was like, no, I want to do this. See, I I can't imagine wanting to run it, period. <laughs> Let alone if there were people saying, no, you are not right. allowed. Do you think that would make you want to run it more? If you said, if they told you, 
you cannot do this. No, no, it does not. Yeah, that would make me want to run it more. Yeah, I can. I understand the principle. I do, but like, geez, that's hard. Um, <sighs> and she just paved the way for. Now it, it's just crazy to me because now men and women run side by side, and they women are often better than the men. There's a lot of really good female runners. Amazing female sure. runners. Didn't a woman a woman just win recently? And I feel like Not she was that wearing sketcher shoes too. That was like a weird detail. You gotta be kidding me. That I know. Let me. Let but me look she up. didn't beat the guys, did she? Um, I, I would very highly doubt it. You were just fascinated by her footwear. That's yeah. all. I I'm interested. There's been a rash recently of like cheaters. <clears throat> These people that um, you know, cut the course yeah. and pop up. And Why would you do that? Because people make a living off of like um, sponsorships and stuff. And also like their um, brand, whether it's on Instagram or whatever. Right, they need to be higher up and... Yeah, oh, so they no. cut the course and they find all these ways to do it. But I love how, you know, we have, first of all, cameras. They wear the um, trackers now. Yeah, but come on. they always think they're going to do it. And I'm sure some successfully do beat the system. But when they get found out, I love it. Yeah, because that's like the biggest and and how gross because the Boston Marathon is also not cheap. Yeah, I mean this the cheaters in particular weren't with Boston, but I mean right. they're all not cheap. And the end, there's right. a lot of people that are working their asses off. Right, on. and I mean I've done a, a tr- sprint triathlon before, and that what was are like, you even saying? What in the hell is that? Swim, bike, and Why run? are you calling it a sprint? Because it's shorter than the Olympic okay. distance. Because I'm <laughs> that, not crazy. But it sounds worse. Oh, it does? No, like it's you're like sprinting. A fa- right. It's just fat. Well, I'm sure some people are. I was just like cruising. Well, how long is it? Uh, it's fast. It only took me, it takes like an hour and a half, like or an hour and 15 minutes. Oh it just feels God. like a really hard workout where you just go. No, it but doesn't. But you have to train in order to, so it's like not uncomfortable. Or else going from swimming a mile to biking 25 and running, you know, whatever it is, two, three, Mm. is just, you know. And there's a swim? Is that what you said, swimming? Yeah. That's horrible. How about on that challenge we watched the other day Mm -hmm. where Nelson couldn't swim very good? Yes. Like, what do you think was going on there? He was just, like, just not a powerful swimmer or? I think, well, I not I think, I know. Um Landon also started doing triathlons with me, and I have been swimming my whole life. It's sure. Like, there, right. I, it almost seems like I don't even have to think about it. Well, I don't have to think about it. I just know how to swim. And I watched Landon learn the techniques to master swimming. Yeah. And I really saw that there is a difference between people who know how to act in the water and people who don't know how to act in the water. And it is a skill that you just have to learn. And people just don't understand how to be um, hydrodynamic. Right. No, I don't. There's a way to move your feet. There's a way to move your hips. And if you keep your knees bent and if you try to do almost like a bicycle, like people tend to look, if you look at some people... They won't even look like they're kicking with straight legs. It almost looks like they're riding a bicycle with the way they're kicking. Yeah. And that almost makes you go backwards. So when I see a lot of, and they're in life jackets and that you add that component, it, forget it. So unless you know how to swim and some people do and some people don't. If, and really it's a thing of like, a lot of people didn't grow up at pools in freaking right. nice neighborhoods. 
Yeah. And Nelson talked about, didn't he talk about on the show how he grew up and like... Yeah, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of cannonballs. Yes, I'm pretty sure he didn't have the country club to go swimming at on the weekends. (laughs) Or I was like signed up for swim team, you know. No, I totally relate because I'm a terrible swimmer, but it's unusual to see most people are good. And I bet if you were a child who and you spent a lot of time at pools and stuff like that, you would know how to swim. I, I wish. I yeah. mean, I've had people, like, as an adult, try to teach me and then give up. Oh, it's the worst. To try to teach an adult. That's why I gave up with Landon. I sent Landon to, I didn't send him there. He sent himself <laughs> to, um, like, grown-up swim lessons. Yeah? Yeah. They're no. called, they're called, they called it. Heritage? <laughs> like, swimming immersion classes. Yeah. So they don't feel so bad. But no, uh, no. So that you learn, because really it's learning how to be the most proficient swimmer. And Landon uses, you can use 50% less energy and get twice yeah, as far. Yeah, right. Oh my God. I mean, I'm so yeah. envious of people that can do that. That's it's a real lucky thing because if you don't have it. You can learn it. Yeah. I'm going to join Landon's Class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and they got little like T-shirts that said something cute. It's like I I learned to swim at something, and I was like, oh my god, it's like a little kid. I think it's cool though when I go to Lincoln swim uh, lessons. There's a usually one lane where an adult will be learning to swim. Oftentimes, it's a person of color, mm-hmm. and I think it's so cool because yeah. there's all these kids, and then there'll be one lane with an adult, and they'll think. You know, that takes guts. I think that about people who learn to read later in life. Yeah, pretty much learned anything mm-hmm. publicly, especially, is takes real bravery. And also people who are obese and go to the gym. Oh my gosh. Tell me what that's like when you're at the gym and there are large folks there. Yeah, sometimes. Especially because I go to a private gym where I have, you know, like a group trainer that I go to and... uh so there are often people, you know, everybody's working one-on-one with somebody or in small groups, and there's nothing that makes me feel more encouraged than seeing somebody who you know had to make a lot of very hard decisions to get there. Mm-hmm. Like there's that whole saying, the heaviest weight at the gym is the door. Mm-hmm. It's getting there, and I struggle with that, and I'm, you know, a person who's fully like able-bodied and I think when you struggle to just move your own body that could be very difficult because I mean I feel different if I put on like 10 pounds and I feel like god I can't move as well and my body hurts imagine if that were hundreds do you ever see any people um acting weird around that or no there's definitely a I think where I am there's a culture of I, it like may be different at a place like 24-hour... I mean, I hate to, like, call out a bigger gym. Like, place where it's not a private gym. It's not, like, people who... What does are, a private gym mean? Uh, like, there's no membership. You sign up with a trainer. So there are trainers who... Kind of oh, like how hairdressers rent a chair yeah. from a salon. I have These never heard trainers. of that. And so I go to the same place that my, for our friend Mariana goes and our friend Kelly goes and... We all have uh, the same trainer, and then it's great because he works out. Just all of us girls are there in the morning, and we just come rolling in at different times and all are doing the same workout, complaining together. It's fabulous. It's like social hour. I had never heard of that kind of gym. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I mean, really, the price isn't that much different than what you get at the... Um, Okay, so I sent you a link about this girl that I had never heard of, and... She's a 23-year-old from Harvard who is said to be... Oh, that's funny that 
that link is not there, like you said. Yeah, but I found it. Yeah, but wonder where it went. I don't know. Anyway, she is um, in physics, and she is said to be the next Einstein. She's... She's beautiful. Uh, uh, saying she's a genius is almost an understatement. Yeah. She built... She gained notoriety or uh, public attention when she built her own single-engine plane <laughs> in her garage at 14 years old, and then at 16 flew it. Right. Her own plane that she built. I'm impressed with your kids' Lego sculptures in there. And this one's built in a plane. Don't you wonder what it's like to be in her brain? I, yes. Abs- well, and I, uh, you can't judge a book by it, uh, its cover at all. But from the photos of her, she looks, she doesn't have, you know, you can pick mm. up really fast if somebody's a little, has some social awkward totally. tendencies. And I, no, I feel like she's very stylish. Yes. Yeah. So I think that the, her mannerisms and the way she carries her body are confident. And just from what I've seen of her, she doesn't look like she, of course, I've never met her, so I can't say that. But. Well, she's a Cuban-American Chicago native and graduated from MIT in three years with a 5.0. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know. That's so awesome. And, oh, my gosh. It's so cool. And then did you read the part about how she has full academic freedom, which means mm. she basically can pursue whatever she wants without the professors interfering because she's just smart enough to do everything on her own? She's, she's really special. She does not have any social media. Good for her. That should tell you something about social media. Maybe we shouldn't have social media. (laughs) Yes. um, God. Unfortunately, it's a necessary evil at this point. But I'm glad that she's not distracted by it for fuck's sake. She could be like curing cancer. Oh my gosh. Would you imagine if she all of a sudden got like interested in Instagram? Um, The article I'm looking at now is different than the original one that I read. The original one that I read, if I'm remembering correctly, she was the first woman in maybe ever, but maybe in a long time, who graduated first in her class. Yeah, I read that too. Which, you know, at the schools that are like science focused, like Carnegie Mellon and things like that, that to be a woman at the top of your class, it'd be like a woman winning the marathon, like you'd say. Because, you know, the best woman runner is usually still behind the best male runner just well i looked it up 2014 kenyan runner did win wearing sketchers but it was a man (laughs) i love how you didn't tell me you didn't update me why i I just thought it wasn't a good time why is he wearing sketchers I don't know. That's was that was a sponsor. Unless Skechers would like to sponsor us. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I have nothing against Skechers. It's just so unusual. They're oh, it's usually, so funny. you know, Nike. What are they or... called? What are the step ups? Is that what they're called? <laughs> right. I saw this hilarious episode of the show Broad City, which if you haven't seen, you have to see. It's so fucking funny. And they go and meet Kelly Ripa and go over to Kelly Ripa's house and they open the door and all she has is a wall full of catcher's step-ups. And she goes, what size are you? We're a step-ups family. No. <laughs> and like makes all of her guests. And I just thought it was so funny. And wouldn't that be great if Kelly Ripa really did that? Do you know anyone that bought those? Uh, yes. My mother-in-law. My mother did. Oh! That's so funny. Why did your mother-in-law do it? I think because she like They bought the get, idea Yeah, they bought it. the idea. She bought the idea. And... You know who my mother-in-law is totally sold on? And she also listens to the Brain Candy Podcast. Shout out to uh, Janie. Hi. I do love Janie. Um, she, I think she really likes Brooke Burke. Oh, yeah. I get that. I mean, the Brooke Burke. Because I think she had like a, a yeah. cutout of the magazine or something <laughs> and like Brooke Burke wearing them. Aspiration. Uh, yeah, like goals. <laughs> I can't take it. It's so great. 
<laughs> you know, it's great, not because that's so silly, but because we all do stuff like oh that. Oh my gosh, that's like, sketch your shoes would be <laughs> the most, uh, <laughs> the least weird thing that I do if I really were, how about that girdly thing that I wear? Come on, right. I still do that. You know what is not weird it really that we does do, help though, is use BioClarity. That is not weird. And I was just thinking about it this morning as I was putting it on. Like, God, I can't believe I've stuck with a routine for so long. It's actually my longest relationship. It really, because I've never found anything that I've, I've always used it and been like, ugh, could be better. Ugh, could be better. Or, oh, it made me break out. Or, oh, how long have we been yeah. doing this shit? A long time. Still using it. Still loving it. Yeah, me too. Still clear. I, I go into the Brain Candy Crush Facebook group a lot, and the, some people be like, for real, guy. Like, they feel like they can't get the truth. They're like, come on, tell me, does it really work? <laughs> and then there's just a litany of, mm-hmm. you know, a chorus of people saying, like, yeah, it worked for me. Well, and, like, you know, what else? Don't And then me. I always say, right. And then you get a risk free. Risk free, so who cares? Yeah. And listen, I am that person who will. Right, and call and get my nine ninety nine back. Me too. So yeah, t- don't take our word for it. Yeah, in in this case, you can go to bioclarity.com and get the first month for only nine ninety five plus free shipping, which is a twenty dollars savings. And as we said, it comes with a hundred percent risk free money back guarantee as long as you enter code Brain Candy. So that's bioclarity.com and using code Brain Candy. Just to be clear on what this is, because we weren't actually at all. <laughs> right. It's a three step like, acne wash or a wash that is made with really wonderful yummy things like green tea and chamomile and it soothes your skin with cucumber and oat kernel extracts which sounds delicious mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not also, just for breakfast <laughs> which uh is fantastic for your skin and is the first thing that i've used that is both effective and non-abrasive mm-hmm. it's hard to get that combo mm-hmm. okay so there's that but um, <laughs> go on about Skechers. <laughs> uh, no, this, but, um, <laughs> I can't take it. Oh, it is so really great. funny. Now I have, I get pulled up on <clears throat> Meb plus Skechers. Huge success story. I remember though, when they settled like a class action suit about those step ups. Oh, right. Because the false claims that false it would. claims. Because come on. Right. They're just platform I, You know who else got a pair, uh, of that, I don't know if it was actually Skechers, but it was at least that style mm-hmm. of shoe where it was like supposed mm-hmm. to simulate walking mm-hmm. through the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara Zavaleta from the Road Rules yeah. and franchise. Yeah, out for her. I mean, she looks great. She, yeah, what if that were her only workout? I don't know. The regimen. What She's like, just like, step ups. What's... Or Kelly Ripa. That's her only thing she does. I just step up. I just love oh, that idea God. so much. Oh. You know what? I got another aside. Speaking of shoes, yeah. I had the. This has never happened to me ever. Like a bank error in your favor. I was right. Never does that happen. So I ordered uh, two sets of socks, like really, you know, fancy sock liners for my hiking trip. And oh. so I ordered two sets of socks. You know what they delivered me? Two sets of a dozen socks. So now I have 24 <laughs> pairs. And I looked and I was, I even looked at the Amazon link and it says, somebody asked him the questions, is this for one pair? And it said the answer from the company, yes, this is for one pair. They, they must have scanned, like it's all in one packaging. So the people must have just scanned it as one item. 
And then I just boxed it up and sent back to, and I slapped the return ticket on it saying like, oh, I don't want this anymore, returning it. But I kept a dozen. <laughs> so I kept a dozen. I sent back a dozen. You're not going to get away with this. I'm totally going to get my money back. Mark my words. I cannot believe you did that. So I'll be getting we should have included twenty four ninety nine back. We should have included that on our morality and ethics. Oh, damn a- episode. And really, what do you think about? Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. What do you do? Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> the huge. I see your point. Accidentally sends you two dozen instead of two. You keep. Two you s- plus ten. Plus ten. <laughs> ah, you're right. Okay, get the little. No, plus but 10. I mean, then you send is, back twelve. It's their fault. It's their fault. We, but you felt like you couldn't. And use what I, I could have kept all twenty four, and then I could have just turned around, and sold them on eBay, mm-hmm. and made a couple bucks. Yeah, how's your eBay account? I sold two things. That's it. Oh, you were expecting more? Yeah, because when she bebopped in here, she was like, "Hey, I'm super getting into I was this like, eBay I'm a seller." <laughs> Well, I just have to list more. Wait, so you sold one thing and yeah. then another thing. Yes. <laughs> so far, 100% success, right? I can surprise people buy off of you, though, because you don't have, like... A shop? No, like a score, you know, a rating. I do. What is it? 100. Out of? 100. 100, 100 what transactions? Oh, oh, no. Uh, I have a lot of purchasing history. So it makes it look like I. That's fine. I get have that. a high score. Yeah, that's fine. And also, I I'm didn't an know that you ever bought seller. anything on there. Oh, t- oh my God! I'm an eBay holic. Why stuff. have you also, kept this Also, if anybody me? would like to purchase a uh, 1930s Jensen vintage wool bathing suit, one of those long swim bathing suits that's in mint condition, I have it on my. Why Etsy in site. God's name? Not eBay. Etsy. Do you have a wool bathing suit? Because I was going to frame it in a shadow box and hang it on the wall as wall art because I think that would look fucking cool, right? right? Old vintage bathing suit on a wall in maybe like a black and white striped bathroom or like a vintage-y bathroom-looking bathroom or something or wherever. Um, But it was too big. Too big for for the space. It just needs a bigger wall and my wall is too small. The suit was too big? Yeah, like if I were to, when I frame it, it's too, it's too big for the space. I need a smaller picture. You are so weird. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just love that you went through the trouble of finding oh, the suit. The I remember when you bought it, actually. Yeah, the hunt. I don't know. <laughs> and then she's like, doesn't fit. Then discards it. I like, don't there's discard no it. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to sell it back on eBay. And I'm going to get back every penny that I spent on it. Oh, my God. All right. Um, okay. What's the next topic? Mm, we I didn't talked watch about the that Harvard one. Gal- oh, I know. What Tell about um, you? Sent me a link about this. You've heard of rape culture. Now, have you heard of pedophilia culture? Okay, what the pedophile? What culture. I didn't realize actually when I sent it to you is that it refers to the salon article that I talked about in a previous episode about this guy that was like, "Hey, I'm a pedophile, but I'm not a monster because I don't right. practice." my attraction i just happen to be that way mm. but i i'm chased you know like a priest or something it says in the article in, Probably pedi- example. in pedophile culture we casually refer to grown women as girls we have specifically for attractive fem- we have a word specifically for attractive female teenagers 
jail bait. Women are sexualized as chicks, kittens, and babes. I thought about that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. There is... We thought girls was bad. Jail bait's worse. Right. There's no male. The article is pointing out how, even though we think of pedophiles as being, like, the worst of the worst, the truth is that, in many ways, we reinforce the culture of pedophilia through the things Sarah's listing. Mm. So, like, what does it say? Chicks, babes, and... So you, you and know, kittens. Those like, are all like baby, yeah, animals, kitten, yeah, and, and chicks, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and babe, a babe. Oh my god, I didn't even. And then I, oh god, it really creeps me out that the top Pornhub category is teen and barely legal. Right, right, and a lot of like porn. Oh my. God. Revolves around like that fantasy of like the professor and the student and like the babysitter and the yeah. all that stuff. Not yeah. that they would necessarily be underage, but it's like right. the fantasy is like this old, gross dude with a young, hot. Mm. Sarah's like getting vomitous. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you know the, the the author, the writer says that she needs you, our sympathetic readers, to understand this grave truth. Pedophilia is not nearly as taboo or shameful or repulsive to society as you claim it is or wish it was. And when I kind of reflect on that, you think about what... I mean, even models just get younger and younger, and we just have this disappearing... I feel like I recognize it the older I get, too. How I don't think I'm that old but i may as well be a million in terms of like who are the models on in magazines who are the you know people on television yeah does it make you feel sad or what i don't know if sad is the right word i think it makes me feel i don't know that it just would take so much to change that. And why is that? And where did that come from? And and how do we reverse that? Because it certainly doesn't help. Like if you have that a, a situation like that guy from the salon article mm-hmm. who maybe has these feelings mm-hmm. and then you are in a culture where they have, you know, underage Kendall Jenner or or one of the Jenner girls like posing with their titties all out and we're like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I know. Well, this article. Oh God, it's so messy. Why? I don't know. It just makes me like, I mean, part of it is that they are, you know, if they're 18, then. Well, here's the deal though. I remember being that age. Yeah. And I remember. I, I there I would say that there are things that I did when I was eighteen where I, I it was like I let people have too much access to my body. Really? And I feel like I didn't at the I thought at the time that was a way for me to have control and for me to have the upper hand, but in actuality it wasn't. Yeah, And now I look back and I see the times where I did that as a really like, I was trying to gain power, but in the most weak way. Mm-hmm. And older me, now me, would like slap 18-year-old Sarah in the face and be like, respect yourself. Don't do that. Like, it's hard though, because that was the first thing that first 
way that I learned to get what I want. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about the power and control. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What was that moment like for you? Well, um, whenever I was in high school and I was voted most flirtatious, like that was a surprise a to me. Yeah, I was a virgin. Right. But it was a surprise to me because I wasn't flirting. Mm-hmm. I just I'm, was super friendly with everybody and like silly and stuff. And so, but that's interpreted as being flirtatious. But then... Once that label was mine, I was like, oh, this is like a thing people do to get what they want. And then I got, that's how part of why I got on the show and how I got um, men to do what I wanted them to do. And it's this weird thing where like the men are supposed to be powerful and I'm just this little girl essentially. And yet I'm exerting all this power over them. So I don't think it's all bad if it serves to wake you up to the way that you as a woman can, you know, overcome the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. but I don't think sex is the best way to do that. If you're interested uh, in learning more on this topic, I would highly recommend the book Female Chauvinist Pigs. Oh yeah, we gotta read that. We do. I think we should make that a book club book. I read it a long time ago, but... um, what do you think about this? Um, people having. No, I'm good. By the way, the I have a that. bunch of things I want to ask. So I was going to ask you, what do you think about people that have labia plastic? <gasps> okay, let's talk about that. I can't wait. Um, so that author is it's female chauvinist pigs, women, and the rise of raunch culture, and it's really interesting. And it's by Ariel Levy, L E V Y. Um. Okay, labia plastic. Uh, yeah. So like, people get their labia. Mm-hmm. Made to, they usually reduced, you know, yes. so they don't have meat curtains or whatever. Have you seen the documentary of the English woman who went around and interviewed women who got that done? And then she also met an artist who does molds of women's vaginas and did a whole wall of them to help females have body acceptance. Yeah, about they how- should, because let me tell you, ladies. They're all different. And men do not give a damn. No. If they're looking at your vagina, they're happy. They're like, oh, great. We're about to have sex. <laughs> they're not thinking, oh, I wish these were smaller. And you know what? I think that men, they, ugh. And if they are, don't get, run. There's run. a great article, though. Tell me. Called, oh, my God. Tell me everything. These are the five types of vaginas, according to a former bikini waxer. Oh, what did she say? She names them in everything. Oh, my God. I, I need to know all kinds so I can tell you which one mine is. I know. So the first one... Oh, there are photos. ...is Miss Barbie. Definitely not that. So that's the kind where everything's bundled up in a nice, neat package. Yeah. And there's just sort of that slit down the middle. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be 12 again? No. I mean, some people just I'm have sure that. I'm sure Those lucky bitches. That's real nice. And you look great in bathing suits. Miss Curtains, which is... Like the labia minora extend past the labia majora, mm-hmm. and you know it might be more or less yeah. messy down there. That looks pretty normal. Miss that Puffs, looks that looks like mine. Not just like Puffs, but the first Miss- one. <laughs> mine is that other one too. With mine is too. Miss Curtains. Maybe we have the same kind of My vagina. Vag <gasps> twins. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Hashtag vag Get twins. Get that pin made right now. So the next one's Miss Puffs, which is the basically Miss Barbie, but really is more about the um, yeah, with a little bit of fullness to her. Yeah, yeah. Miss Horseshoe. Oh, which that's is a new different. One I I've never seen. seen one of those ones. Where is the opening of the vagina spreads wider at the top, which exposes the labia minora, and it touches close 
Mm. And it closes off towards the bottom. I've never seen that one. would be more easily stimulated in a sexual scenario. Lucky Miss Horseshoe. Dang. Lucky Miss Horseshoe. Stop it. (laughs) You're so good when you're accidentally awesome. (laughs) This one's called Miss Tulip. That's adorable. That really is. Maybe I'm kind of like that. No. Yeah, maybe you are. If I remember your vagina correctly, I and think I think I that. do. <laughs> yeah. If I remember. Yeah, that, that's what one does. Uh, looks like a flower bud about to bloom, mm. which is really nice. Yeah. So the, I will put that in the uh, newsletter. That's you can lovely. identify which vagina you have. These and pictures worry, are very, not. Very, these are drawings. They're drawings yeah. that are very tame and, and adorable. And helpful. And helpful. In case but, you wanted to, you know, identify your <laughs> speaking vagina. Speaking of tulips. And also then, you know. Yes. If if you want to buy some tulips, oh, you know, if you want to celebrate the fact that you're a Miss Tulip, for oh. example, yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> then with some tulips, give your badge twin. Give your badge. Send send your hashtag badge twin a bouquet from Book's company, which is farm to table flowers that where they put the emphasis on sustainability, beauty, and making the people you care about feel loved, which is a lovely sentiment. And if you go to books.com, you get 20% off when you enter code BRAINCANDY, which I think you need to do for the people in your life. Namely, you know, mom, sister, vag twin, whatever. Vag twin. Um, You know the picture I posted the other day of my bouquet? Yes, the unicorn. It's still alive. Live and kicking. It's been over a week. That's awesome. That's really good because sometimes you get them and they look great for I changed the water every two or three days like they suggested. Yeah. And it's still going strong. I've had bad experiences with other companies where, like, they look good for three seconds. So that's one nice thing about Books, which is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, code BrainCandy, 20% off. And you can give it a try. It's super easy online. No uh, hidden fees and free delivery on weekdays. Yeah, dog. Um. Yeah, so I also oh, wanted, yes. this made me think of, the labiaplasty thing made me think of, I read that Chrissy Teigen recently admitted to one form of plastic surgery that what? I had never heard of. What? Armpit liposuction. What? Armpit. What? That's weird. She felt, and what apparently many before women. before and after look like? That I don't know. Oh, is it this little, po- the. They uh, the, think it's fat uh, right here. You know what? I have that too. And I have it, I think that it's from swimming. And it has to do with the kind of whatever muscles that you build here. Because I, and the first time I noticed this is when I watched the Olympics last year, two years ago, whenever it was. And I was like, oh my God, those girls have that thing too that I'm so self-conscious about. And I said, if that Olympian has it, then I shouldn't be worried about it. I, I should... Oh, some, some women, like... I definitely do. You'll see it in me. It's obvious. So, like, when they wear sleeveless, uh, I they wish feel I like wearing, they almost, like, have a vagina that's armpit. That's what it feels like. You can feel it on me. I'm wearing long For sleeves, real? but you can't... But... Oh, it's like... It doesn't, I don't know. I don't feel it, anything. It's total... Look, you can see it. I'll show you. It's, like, bulgy? Like, yeah. It's like a, another... Oh, uh, oh, oh. And when I wear, if I wear, a t- like, a t- who would ever notice you that? You do. Like, if, and I bet if women, like, if I wear anything like that, it, you can really see it. When, it's so interesting that, but I really do think that it has to do with, with 
certain muscles that you have under there and the way the way your muscles lay and like well then also i think she needs to not worry about that one for christ's sake chrissy teigen who's perfect in every way some women i think uh that are large busted i think sometimes they're if they have natural boobs the the fat from your breast can like spill out a bit and that makes them self-conscious too which is like connected to the armpit area but it just goes to show that like whatever it is that bothers you yeah. about your body, yeah. like some people might not have even thought of. No, they like don't. I've also seen the the videos where women bleach their underarms because they're worried about the dark underarm area. Mm-hmm. I would never. Have, I'm a white girl, so I don't mm-hmm. struggle with that. I never would have looked in someone's armpit and thought it was too dark. Mm-hmm. But if that's something that bothers you, or if you've heard other people talk about it, then you yeah. get self conscious. Yeah, I definitely have. I have no. I had no idea that uh, women are getting br- fat sucked out of their armpit. She says she has no regrets and that she'll probably do it again because she said it came back. Oh well, I, you know why it came back? Because it has to do with. Ha- I sw- I'm telling you, I bet that that is what it is. Because when you see these swimmers who exercise, that what is this muscle here? Yeah, I don't even know what this muscle is, but it's the it's muscle like next to your breast, that's right like- above your. Boob and what do you even call that? Not your lat. That's behind you. Pectoral muscle. Right, because if it a man had a pec. big one, it would probably be a pec. Yeah, and it could, and that's what you get from like swimming and butterfly and all that kind of stuff, or pull down lat, like. Yeah. You know, I can feel it right now, and yeah. So so when she you needs look at relax. it, yeah, I mean, she. But I know, feel like, like it makes you makes feel better. You ten, that's it. It's like if you. The problem is, is when there's the body dysmorphia where that, where there's really an underlying issue, like women, sometimes this is not everybody, but sometimes women who are seeking vaginoplasty or labiaplasty are self-conscious about, maybe are self-conscious about this area because of a past trauma or something and their the anxiety over the any a past experience is being transferred to feelings of inadequacy in your vagina. Mm-hmm. And unless you address that anxiety, those feelings are always going to be there. It's going to be, oh, he, you know, it's that those nervous cuz I can imagine women in that moment where you're about there's really I couldn't see a woman getting it done was she getting it done for herself? Because it's like... Yeah, she said she got it done about eight years ago. No, I and, mean the, the vaginal oh, rejuvenation. Oh, oh, right. I think it usually comes as like, I feel embarrassed yeah. of what somebody else will think. Yeah. And so there's that moment of feeling really anxious I can right totally before understand that. sex. Yeah. And you have to recognize what causes that anxiety. Are the miss lips or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Miss Curtains, is that what's causing the anxiety? Or does the anxiety stem from maybe uh, a traumatic past sexual experience or something where you felt, <clears throat> you know, anything? There, there could be more layers to that, and just fixing the vagina mm-hmm. will not make the anxiety go away. Yeah, no doubt about that. So that's what always worries me when there's these band-aid, these quick fixes. Like, you know, the any time where you're messing with something or, I don't know, ulterior. 
right. alternative reasons. Well, and, reasons. yeah, and when you think about like someone like Chrissy Teigen, who, as you stated, is perfect and not just physically, she's so funny and smart mm-hmm. and and just adorable. And so the fact that she would think, you know what, my armpits need a zhuzh. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but is there anything you would do? Um, let's see. Nothing major, no. I've got one off the top of my head. For me? No, not for you. God, what if? I was like, yeah, fix that. Um, I have, uh, like, spider veins from crossing my legs and from... I'll show you. I have, like, like two or three, and I just noticed them today that they're getting... Up on your thighs? Uh Uh-huh. And it's genetic. My mom had them. My My mom has varicose veins, Everybody had them, and my mom got that Do you think other people see them? I mean, unless I were wearing, I'm wearing a skirt today, so you'd have to see it if I, maybe. Really? What color are they? And purple. Like a, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I can and, see what and you're it's saying. From, it's only on the side where I cross my legs and my Get knee the heck out of hits here. the back of, it's right where my knee oh, it's hits in the, the back, back of, of your my leg. leg. Uh-huh. Sarah. What? And I, on the front. No, no, I'm just saying like, so it's not just on the back. No. Okay, because I was going to say, it, no one would ever Well, even I know they won't. That's what I'm saying. The same way nobody would ever really care about her armpit fat. Yeah, but just but that's something that bugs you. It, because I see it, and also because I think it's something that I did. Oh. Because I cross my legs all the time. And especially when I, yeah. So. Right. And my legs are big, so they just, you know, my knee needs to rest right some there. strong legs. Got some thick thighs, yo. Right. Well, if I have skinny little legs, it wouldn't do that. It would be like normal, but I don't. So what else? Yeah, I mean, the human body is so different on everybody. I remember when you and Mariana were talking about when people. I guess I I have thin legs. I have a bigger top, and you were talking about when people's legs rub together. And oh like, yeah, and I like every day. For I me. was asking questions about it, and Mariana was like, "Her legs don't even touch." <laughs> But if you don't have it, you just don't think about it. Right. But it's just so funny. How- just like I never think of any problems that have to do with boobs. Right. I've never had to worry about what bra I'm buying. I literally go to the sale section at Marshall's and buy the one that's on clearance for $5 because nobody's a 36A. Oh. And sometimes I'm a 34A if I, you know. Right. But most of the time, just, and I have tiny, tiny titties, so that's like always the I'm surprised the socks. you even wear a bra. I, well, I don't, sometimes I don't. If I can get away with it, I don't. Right. There's no point. They're not going anywhere. I saw that movie, I forget what it's called, Matthew McConaughey and um, Kate Hudson, and she, maybe, I forget, Failure to Launch? I don't know, maybe something else. It was years ago. Wait, uh. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the other one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Oh, my God. That show, that movie is so funny. Yeah. That's on the DL, a hilarious movie. <laughs> and <laughs> Kate Hudson's so good at it. There's a scene where she has a wife beater on and no bra. And she, oh, it was before she God. got her boobs she done. She looks so good. I even know the scene. She looks so good. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. And I was like, about. small boobies can look great. Oh, yeah. I mean, she looked freaking hot. I mean, she's had a, a small boob job since then, but... Has she? Yeah, but just minor. Probably, yeah, Very small. She. Probably after she had her kid or something. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I thought, if I just wore a wife beater and had small... At the time, I had small boobs. So I was like, that ain't bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Right? Sometimes I put on a bra that's, like, really padded. Because I have, like, one that's, like, the super, like, add two cup yeah, sizes yeah, Victoria's yeah. Secret bra. Mm-hmm. 
I can't do it. I have to. I feel like I'm like this is you feel ridiculous. like a ridiculous. I have to take it off. It's like a joke. Uh, I shouldn't call huge. it a wife beater, right? That's right. wrong. I should call it. It's not just a tank top though. It's, it's a, a specific- ribbed under tee. <laughs> That's what it's called. You like you laugh like I just made that up. I'm laughing because you are prepared for this moment <laughs> when somebody just off the top, right. slip of the I'm tongue, like, calls it a wife. <laughs> Actually, it is a ribbed under tee. Oh god, that is going to sustain oh, me throughout funny. the entire day now. Uh, all right, well uh, that's no, all. No, no, no. Oh, I have no. to say one more funny thing because my <laughs> mind came full circle because we talked. We ended this story talking about boobs, yeah, and we started the story talking about David Schwimmer. But I have to talk about the first movie that ever got me excited. Okay, was Breast Men starring David Schwimmer. Where what he plays. in the hell is? I think I know we you, talked you, about know, this. But why in a past is it episode. called breast men? Because it's the story of the man who invented breast implants. Oh yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, boobs!" And that was when I discovered Wait, my sexuality. Is it a comedy? I discovered my sexuality to David Schwimmer, and then I was thinking about watching his him do this PSA. So I was like, "Dude." You're the breast man guy. How can you be t- Wait. You were surrounded by topless women at a pool. But is it a, in a comedy? Movie. I it's like probably a, a comedy-ish. I'm going to have to google it. But it's not like a docu it's not no. a tr- true no, no, story no. like drama about the man who created breast implants. Docudramedy comedy drama. Oh, Whoa, God. that's a mouthful. And he so are- do you so find him super attractive? Though? No, not at all. Not even in a little bit. Not even one million percent. Not even at all. Zero percent, I mean. None. <laughs> Nothing. What? Okay. I was more interested in the boobs. You know what, Sarah? This goes to show that in... Uh, oh, my God. If you see... We have to put that in the newsletter. Yes. The, she put the link to the whole movie in the newsletter. <laughs> they could experience my... Sarah's my female boner. <laughs> oh, my... God, because it's supposed to take place. It it was on HBO. It was. It's supposed to take place in like the seventies. When so it's like seventies porno style, and it's great. Wow. (laughs) Let me just say though that we Sarah and I talk a lot about how obsessed we are with Jewish men. Oh yeah, totally. Like I have a total fetish for Jew men. Mm -hmm, Me too. Jew men, and um, my. Attraction to David Schwimmer, I think, confirms that I, in fact, have a stronger love for Jewish men than you do. Oh, because you love him. I mean, because he's very Jewish. Yeah, you're right. I don't but love like, him, but I mean, I, I could find take him or attractive. Leave him. It's not like that. no, you you didn't say that. No, no, I definitely 100 percent did <laughs> you, not. You couldn't take him. No, I couldn't take you him. You actually said I. There is no, not- actually, I would <laughs> just leave him. There's no other. Zero percent. But there's something you about know why? him to because me. Because he's dopey. I know. I don't like dopey guys. I get that. But and okay, here's one. How about Woody Allen? Mm. But he's a pedophile. Okay, that's not fair. I can't use that Physically one. Physically and humor, I could go for. Nah, I can't do that. See, see, I too am w- the true wimpy. Jew champion. You are. You are the honorary. What do you call him? Goyim? What? What? How you say? Yes, yeah, you are. Thank you. And Goyim. Thank you. I mean, you've got Jeff Goldblum. I yeah, have Ken on Olin. Lock, man. He's my <laughs> numero uno. God, he's sexy now. So I would. 
I would in a second. Ken Olin beats Jeff Goldblum <laughs> any day of the week. No, are you out Not of your mind? We're entitled to our own opinions, Susie. I mean, we are. You're gonna say not if my opinion's wrong. (laughs) I was was, seeing it in your head, and I'm like, don't go there. (laughs) Well, you know what? I have seen recently a lot of people are super into Jeff Goldblum, so you're obviously in good company. Yeah, I am. I have a patch that says Jeff Goldblum Admiration Society. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to be the founding member of the Ken Olin Appreciation System. My mother will be your second member. (laughs) She could be your vice president or treasurer. (laughs) She could take the minutes at our meeting. She loves them too. All right. Let's wrap this up. It's gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. This was supposed to be about women, and now we're fighting over men. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This doesn't even pass the special test, does it? (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, See you next week. Bye.